0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. Today's date is Wednesday, the 20th of June, 2018. I am your host, Edwin Prendozo so thank you for tuning in, um, and if you are new to the show, welcome to the Business Leadership Live again. Um, this is basically a live call-in show where I chat with business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to, to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. So today, I'm I'm really excited to introduce my friend, Gail Scott, from Bozy International. Um, And we're going to talk about emotional intelligence, specifically within the HR and how it will empower your C-suite. So welcome to the show, Gail.
1: Thank you, Edwin. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, no, I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your knowledge and joining us today. So why don't we just jump in, Gail, and just go, go with it and just say what exactly is emotion, emotional intelligence and, and why is it so important?
1: So em- emotional intelligence is where we have the ability to recognize our own emotional state and care about how it impacts someone else in our environment. And it's really important because when we're numb to how we're reacting and how we're being, we're not able to create good relationships. In fact, we can create very detrimental experiences and it has a strong negative impact on our professional life, our personal life, our health. Everything runs through our emotions. They're our, they're our barometer for how we are. And so if we're not being intelligent, with our emotions, um, it's rippling out into areas that we might not even realize.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just talking about emotional intelligence, and this is a fairly, maybe a fairly new term for me, how did you get really involved in this, Gail, and, and why are you so passionate about it? Like, I mean, we, we <laughs> talked about this, and we're like, yeah, this is a great topic, so, yeah so
1: let me know yeah so so my my history is I'm a former human resources professional and I've always been a speaker my whole life and I've been very tactical and pragmatic around um the kinds of work that I've done and what I didn't know about myself was that I was emotionally bereft and mm-hmm. and that was really coming out of a family that was extremely dysfunctional and did not teach me how to be um, how to be able to recognize my emotions, how to put names to it, how to understand that how I was being was having an impact on someone else and and that was because they also were unable to do that and it wasn't until um, just over a decade ago that I, I had a bit of a breakdown in my life and came to realize that I was completely unable to access any emotions I was very numb and there's a lot of people out there in this world like that now and so I started this journey of getting in touch with what an emotion actually was I didn't even Mm -hmm. know the words that described it I didn't know how it felt in my body Um, and understanding how to manage my emotions in a way that was going to help me in my relationships and for most people, you know work is important, but our relationships are are the number one priority and so it's not just managing your own relations your, your own emotions it's other people's uh, handling how they are your children, your family members, your coworkers, your boss uh, just the recognition of it so for me it's been a an eye opening heart opening experience to understand what it really means to be connected effectively with emotions.
0: Yeah, no, perfect.
1: So I, I don't know about you, but, you know, if
0: emotion, emotional intelligence is all about, like, the soft skills and so hard to measure, how, how do you, Gail, how do you know if there, there's high or low EQ in an organization or, or within, within the HR department at, at least?
1: Yeah, so for me, some of the telltale signs are, there, first of all, there's trust issues. Okay. There's trust issues because people can't be open. People can't speak about what's really going on. Uh they well, feel but why not? Well, generally there's a lack of um, self awareness of how people are being. So there's an idea that you, you can't be listened to, you won't be heard, you know, there's no conflict resolution. Um, there's lack of power, there's lack of respect. So when you have low EQ people get um, they get resentful. They start holding grudges. They they don't feel understood. In fact, oftentimes even they're not even able to explain what's happening for them, and they don't feel heard. And people get crit- they can't take criticism. So we think you know human resources is all about teaching people how to manage your employees. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if as an HR department you're not open you're not able to deal with constructive criticism you take offense there's backstabbing going on it's a kind of dog eat dog environment that's if you can't do it in hr if you can't be emotionally intelligent in hr then the trickle down effect is just it's pretty standard right and and this sounds
0: to me Gail even similar as an entrepreneur like you know not having that awareness it really these folks that are that have a low EQ or, or without the awareness, they're taking the job or whatever's happening very personally, and they may they may not be doing right for the organization or or even their job at this point, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. I mean, it's the ability to have humility to see where you are, maybe needing some improvement, um, and also to realize that in an organization, you would hope that it is a culture. That everybody is on the same wavelength. And, you know, I'm not just in it for myself or that that person is going to take advantage of me. And so that creates a whole cultural issue. And then there's no sense of belonging. It, it just is, it's kind of insidious, which can happen in families. And my, my experience and my expertise is around families that we just create the family we had in the workplace. Wow, that's, I mean, it's,
0: it's super interesting. So have you seen or do you know some of the signs of a low EQ? I mean, at the individual, the team, or even the leadership level.
1: Right. So in the individual, people with low EQ have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. They have an ability, inability to trust themselves. And that creates a lot of tension and anxiety. So you see people suffering from anxiety. They'll end up with adrenal burnout. They, they could have substance or abuse addictions. You know, that's their coping mechanism, right? And you can see that at the leadership level as well. There's a, um, there's a whole s- stream of thought out there now that we have so many women in leadership positions mm-hmm. who have an addiction to wine. You know, you come home every night, you're so stressed out, so you just have a glass of wine. Right. Um, you know, that that's their coping mechanism. Or there's a distinct lack of intimacy in their lives because mm-hmm. they they are handling themselves at work in such a way that doesn't give them any space. You know, there's a, a peer of mine out in Vancouver Island, uh, Stephanie Staples. She's another professional speaker, and she has an, a song that talks about you know, I'm being nice to everyone. That's my mm-hmm. job. And I have no energy left when I come home. Wow. So to think about that from even it doesn't matter the gender, but in a leadership role you gotta be nice to everyone, you gotta do what people want and you come home, you have no space, energy, emotion left for anyone else.
0: So I mean I mean, that, that that's definitely resonates in terms of, you know, different professions, you know, high-pressure high, high, um, high roles, mm. especially in the C-level. But if, if an individual is always showing that strong or that nice face at work, how do we know, you know, this person is, needs help or needs, needs that awareness or needs that growth?
1: Right. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people who are very nice, are actually people pleasers and total victims and martyrs. Mm. So you'll hear languaging from them that talks about how, how much they're doing for other people and how they have to. There's a lot of have to and should in their languaging instead of coming from a place of wanting to or because it's actually feeding their soul. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically sapping their soul more than anything. Um, And it really doesn't matter what level you are in the organization. Sure. You could be an admin assistant that's burnt out from giving to a huge department, or you could be a high-level executive that is running after and taking care of everyone on their team. Right. So, you know, people are people, and the, the roles that we play cross over every level of the organization. And people see it, Edwin. You can see it from a mile away. Right. You right. know? And and the whole idea of office politics and, you know, even in my time working in a huge trust company a couple of decades ago, watching one particular woman and everybody knew that she was super, super nice, but it was super, super inauthentic.
0: hmm
1: You know? Um,
0: it feels fake, right? You could feel it. it.
1: Yes, like if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, it probably is a duck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know,
1: and people are people have their own sense of intu- intuition. They have their own knowing. We know when people are being inauthentic, even though it might look a certain way. Everybody has a positive intention behind their behavior. We just don't always know why they're doing it.
0: <laughs> but it's
1: always in our own, be- we're always in our own best interest. That's right. Um, so, but with a, a low self, a low uh, emotional intelligence, we're unaware. We have no sense of self-regulation. We have no self-awareness. We don't know the impact we're having on others, um, and it creates a really toxic environment.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So let's talk about. I mean, we're 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 talking about all the uh, you know the cons and the effects of having a low eq so can you tell us gail like what are some of the benefits i guess of having you know not only hr not only the c-suite but anyone um to have a high eq within either their workplace hr or even at home like like Mm. what are some of the key benefits
1: well first of all you have more fun (laughs)
0: life
1: is a lot lighter people are happier Right. They're, you know, they feel valuable, and that's a huge issue nowadays. Where people have this common belief that I'm not enough. You know, I don't matter. I'm not worthy. It's it's such it's 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 so prevalent. This idea that what is my purpose? I don't know why I'm here. Well, you're here because you're a human being and you exist and you have value and you matter. And so. People trust themselves, and so therefore mm-hmm. they trust other people. They feel cared about. They're able to care about other people. They have good listening skills. They can listen, and they can contribute. Um, they're able to resolve conflict easier and, and with less stress. They don't take, take things personal. In fact, they take personal responsibility for themselves. They have more energy. They feel able to commit to things. It's a and, they're, and they're likely
0: probably the happiest people in the room, right?
1: Yeah, because <laughs> they have a sense of self-love. They know how to self-care. Um, they know how, they have good boundaries.
0: Right. So they they're, understand, a- they're yeah. able to
1: draw the line.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, that's great. I got a I got a question from the audience, Gail, uh, which is pretty, pretty interesting, and that's what's really fun about the Help helpful dialogue platform. So if you are listening definitely shoot out some questions and if you're open to joining the conversation we'd love to have you get your insights but the the question Gail is can you give us a tangible example of how having a high EQ helped an executive get through a difficult situation so maybe it's someone you've worked with or something you've heard maybe even you read about about this
1: Um, my experience is that when you have I worked with an executive from large technology company and their ability to be able to connect at an emotional level with the people in the team that were really struggling, their ability to be able to see the potential in that person who was not feeling able to contribute allowed them to get somebody working Mm -hmm. who had not been working and contributing to the team. And so he was able to take that person aside and connect with him in a way where that person felt heard, that they began to feel valued. And he was able to engage them in a small activity that had the rest of the team turn around and say, how did you do that? Right. That guy's been sitting there, you know, not contributing for the last two months. And you came in and you were able to have him contribute. And, it, and was it was his level of emotional intelligence that had him be able to sit down with that person, get to know them, and connect with them in a way that said, I believe that you would be valuable doing this activity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and really helped him feel um, worthy and, and belong and be able to once again be part of the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like someone with a high HQ um, could be able to turn these things around because they're very aware of themselves and the, and the folks around you. And it's funny because the question I was thinking of was just asked as well on, online was, what was the specific activity? Was it a large activity that the person did? No, or was it was it... a very
1: small one. It mm-hmm. was creating a report. So basically, it was a a technology company, and it was data management. And so what he did was he said to this guy, you know what, we need this report every Mm -hmm. day. Would you be able to create that for us by this time every day? You know, you have access to the data, you know how the system works, and this will really help us to be able to move forward with all of the changes that are being processed. And so this particular employee was able to, he knew how to do that. Right. And so now he had purpose. And now Uh he had value. And now he was contributing. And now he had something that was needed. And so he was able to just go in, and that was his function for the day. Create that report in order that these other people will be able to do the next part of the process. Right. So it was a very small but significant shift to have him start to be part of the team again. I mean,
0: that, that, that's a great example. And it was actually something, something came to mind, Gail. Yeah. My daughter, she's two years old. She's where people would call the terrible twos. But I actually was referred to a book from my sister It was called uh, The Happiest Toddler. And, mm. and r- real short story is what this executive did sounds like he listened. And he yeah. actually repeated back, to this, to this disgruntled individual or someone who is not happy. And I've been practicing that with my daughter, Jade, just when she starts talking, I basically say, I just repeat what she says. <laughs> because even at two years old, these young humans, they just want to be heard. And the right. reason why toddlers or children act out is if, if you just dismiss them and, they're, you know, my daughter might be saying, oh, I don't want this. But I say, no, you've got to wear this because you've got to go to school. A, I'm, I'm already saying you have to listen to me, and B, I'm not actually acknowledging that I heard her, right? Right. So and it's, uh, that's, I, that's I think
1: that many times we don't give people credit for knowing themselves well enough. And that is so true when it comes to children, and right. especially teenagers. <laughs> where we, we, we think as adults that we know what's best for them. But we only know what's best based on our life experience. And they are human beings with brains and, and souls and spirits all in their own right.
0: Exactly. And they exactly. have their
1: own journey and you're right. Listening is a very effective human tool that we don't give it enough credit. And in a coaching practice, as a certified coach, oftentimes I just do what you just did with your daughter. Is mm-hmm. Just repeat the words the person actually said. They don't know they said those words. That's right. And they say, yes, that's exactly what I mean. But it's, they don't know the, that's exactly what they said. That's right. And, and it works both ways. Because in coaching, it's about having people notice when the words that they're saying are not working for them.
0: No, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge.
1: So, so I think that's a really strong leadership skill. And he absolutely exemplified that. He was very capable of level they call it level three listening. Level Active, three listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Act in coactive coaching was three levels of listening and you know, you're you're in it for yourself or you're in it to tell your own story or you're in it to really hear where the person's at, without any agenda of your own.
0: That's great. So, I mean, speaking about different levels and uh, level three, so let's just really talk about practical for, for the folks that are listening. What would be the steps to boost the EQ within, within HR, very specific?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's very important that each person within the human resources department know themselves well. Mm-hmm. And and that means that you can do various types of analysis of personality and strengths and weaknesses. Because, you know, if, if you don't know your strengths and you don't know your weaknesses and the other people around you don't know them, then you're not really playing a full game. Because if I know that I'm a very um, intuitive, initiative-oriented person, but I'm not a great implementer, Mm-hmm. But I have someone else on my team who's a great implementer, then basically I can come up with all the innovation and then they take it and run with it. And so it's really understanding that. And if I'm not, like I just was on a call last night with someone who was a constant interrupter. Well, oh, no. <laughs> if I don't, if we don't know that we have that going on, People begin to get annoyed, but they don't express it, and they're afraid to say to this person, listen, you're not listening, you're interrupting. Um, And so I think that the ability to be able to understand the people that you work with and yourself at a very high level creates a foundation, a springboard for you to be able to have a better relationship, a better working relationship, a better Friendship, relationship, it doesn't matter, but just knowing who that person is and knowing who you you are yourself. That's really, I would say, the first, like self-awareness is is huge at any level, in Mm -hmm. any way, as a human being.
0: Awesome. No, I mean, that's really great. And I know this topic, I mean, for me, I'm always working on myself and trying to get – you know, either doing activities, when it, whether it's meditating or journaling and re- really learning from that. And it's really important that it's that's this journey really to understand yourself. And this is a topic, Gail, you and I probably talked about for hours before, mm. and we'll, we'll still talk about hours. But I wanted to slowly close the show. So is there any final tips or recommendations that you could leave the audience with um, when it comes to building that self-awareness?
1: Mm, (laughs) this is a difficult one that they might not like, you guys might not Mm -hmm. like this, but is pay attention when people tell you who you're being.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Because without humility, I've learned that the the best course of action is when someone tells you who you're being, stop and actually take it in Mm -hmm. and see if there's even a nugget of truth to it. Because if there is, then that's the work for you to do
0: so so when they say being is it like being something negative or positive
1: is there well yeah, for example, you know if yeah. somebody says you're controlling you know, don't ah. tell me what to do, you're being controlling or whatever um, is to stop and go, "Am I do I do that? Why am I doing that? Is that true um, are there other ask other people. You know, somebody mentioned that I'm kind of bossy and controlling. Do you experience me that way? And be open. You got to be open, be willing. That's taking a lot of vulnerability to be able to acknowledge. If I hadn't been able to look at myself and see who I was being, I would not be able to have made a lot of amends to different people over right. over the last little while and really forgiveness and and self awareness kind of go hand in hand, and so people show us <laughs> by their responses and their reactions to us, so humility right. I think is it's a strong leadership quality in that's in great. life, never mind in the workplace
0: oh my gosh, exactly well no that that's an amazing tip and and really appreciate that Gail. Um, Can you quickly just tell us where we could find more information about you or anything you'd like to share to the audience today?
1: Yes, absolutely. So my website is International, international B-O-S-I-E, international.com. I have a lot of media on my site and a lot of different topics. I don't just do emotional intelligence, but I really specialize in people and human dynamics. Um, and anyone is free to connect with me there or on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter and Pinterest. And <laughs> my, my cell phone number, if anyone wants to connect with me directly, is 416-358-1457.
0: Well, that was, that was great, Gail. Thank you again. We definitely need to do this again sometime in the near future. But I really appreciate your time and joining us today.
1: I really appreciate the the offer. I've had a great conversation. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. So for you who are listening, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to listen to my podcast. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast. We have new episodes every Tuesday. My latest guest was Jamie Michaels. He was the head of brand mark. He is the head of brand marketing at Twitter Canada. It was a great. Great journey he shared, how he moved from, like, CBC to Twitter while he was doing bids for the Olympics. I'd love to have you listen to that. And, of course, reach out to me over social media, email edwin at com. And for the podcast, you could listen to it on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you, you like to listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap. That is... Wednesday Wisdom, hashtag Wednesday Wisdom of the Business Leadership Live. Tweeted in on Friday when Colin Weston joins us on to discuss the Blue Ocean Strategy. So thank you again. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Edwin signing off.